Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in, 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. We got an abbreviated version of Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayson. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we're still hyped up to talk some sports with you. Give us a call. Let's talk some playoffs. 718-664-9098. Like always, shoot us your emails to today at gmail.com. Tweet at us at Ray and Tate today. Facebook us, whatever you got to do. Ray, great playoff weekend for hockey and the NBA. Some great Subway series and rivals in, in baseball. And this is going to be a great sports weekend, sports weekend. The draft's coming, so we'll talk about that on Wednesday. The draft starts Thursday night for the NFL. But I got to ask you, are you ready for seven games of the Clippers and Spurs, and what did you think about the Clippers' big victory on Sunday? I got to tell you, we're going to talk basketball, but let's not forget about hockey because those the hockey playoffs no, actually got more two game sevens. But there's more competitive series in this first round in hockey than there is in basketball. Definitely, definitely. We have three sweeps in the NBA. Yeah, this is the exception in basketball. So what I've learned over the years, since 1998, when the ping-pong balls fell in the Clipper, uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs' favor and they got Tim Duncan, <laughs> is that you never take a game for more than it's worth. So yeah. if, the, if the Spurs blow you out or if you get blown out by the Spurs, it's just one game. So the Spurs blew out the Clippers in game two, and everybody thought, oh, the Spurs are back. It's, it's, it's happening. It's on. And now the Clippers Oh, yeah, Friday night, fa- game three. Yeah. In game three, sorry. That, and now the Clippers yeah, return the favor in San Antonio, which actually the AT&T Center is a hard place to play. But the Spurs have a fundamental issue guarding Chris Paul, even more than Blake Griffin. Chris Paul has a ball in his hands the whole game. They have a tough time. And he's balling. Up. And his 34-7 and seven was really he Amazing. had command of the game. And Tony Parker is not himself. Tony Parker is and more I told you that. Then, yeah. then, then, you know, he's letting on. So the Spurs are in trouble. You know, if they win, they'll probably need to win a game six at home and then a game seven in L.A. So it's doable because the Spurs can beat anybody. But this is about as tough a series as you can have. The Spurs could lose in six or they could win in seven. But this series is, again, we come back to a 56-win against a 57-win team. This should be the Western Conference Finals or yeah, at least it's the, not semis, a three at least six the next round. Up. Yeah, at least the next no, round. You're, right? you're totally Houston's right. playing great. Golden State's playing great. But – you know, this is just a great series. And, and like I said, don't read too much into any one single game because the Spurs can look flat and old, and then they can put 120 on you in the next game. And the yeah, Clippers, just as, it's just hard to read momentum. Down. Yeah. Well, I would say this. You know, 
one, remember I said you need Crawford and Reddick to sort of average 15, but when you get a great game like that from Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan sort of set the pace blocking Kawhi Leonard's shot, I think what you saw, Austin though, was a backup point guard that they've been looking Julie. for. Listen, 16 points in 17 minutes. He only had one assist and one turnover, but the kid played great. He was clutch for his dad. Got to be the hardest thing for both of them because it's like, you know, do I play him too much? Then I could lose the locker room. They're like, oh, he's favoring his son. Do I play him too little and not give him the chance because we need him potentially? And, look, the kid was traded for Chris Douglas Roberts, a second-round pick. He was, the, what, number 10 pick for the Pelicans that never really panned out. should have never been a top-10 pick, though. Should have never left Duke after the first year, but that's a whole True. other thing. But you know what? It's good to see, finally, he's really starting to contribute some solid minutes. And to be honest, that's a huge – I mean, come on, no one's expecting 16 points from this kid. That was a big difference maker. And Chris Paul has just been – I mean, you know, we got to – we're going to have to get the applause on Ray and Tate today because he deserves – I mean, right now, Chris Paul – He's the producer of Chris have the, Paul right now. He, well, listen, De La Soul of the Soul, Black Medallion's no go. I'm going to tell you this. I feel as if he is on a special mission. And I say that because I think Chris Paul, who's very ornery when he plays anyway, I think he's so tired of hearing about Lillard and Kyrie and Curry. I think he is going to make a statement in this playoffs this year, and I think it's going to be beautiful to see. I have four I really words do. for him. I have four words for him. And you know he's my boy from, from Wake Forest. And Well, yeah. it's about time. You know what I mean? You're he's played great, though. Year. The stats say he's played great. He hasn't had help. You can't blame a man, right? No, he's look had at, Blake remember? Griffin now for a while, and he's had rosters, and he's had teams before. Yeah, but Blake's had to develop. Bla- wait, Blake has had to develop, and so has Jordan. Those guys haven't been caught up to Chris Paul yet. But you're Chris and I think- Paul. You're Chris Paul. You're the best point yeah, guard. Yeah, but wait, wait. You're, say- wait, wait. you're saying that. You're saying that in the West, and you're saying that when someone like Tony Parker has had a Duncan, a Ginobili, even a Kawhi, when there have been other teams like, you know, Westbrook's had. I didn't championships. I'm saying get out of the first round. Get to the second round. But he's gotten out of the first round. He got out of the first round. You got to do some things for me, Chris. All right, well, look, let's, 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 let's keep it moving, and let's talk about one of the sweeps because this guy, he got out of the first round now two years in a row, and his name is John Wizzy. John Wall and the Wizards that Tay predicted would win, but surely not the SmackDown sweep. And I know Ray's going to talk about it because it's got to happen. The Raptors, I think they might need to be broken up. And I, and I really thought that the veteran leadership of Pierce and Nene and these guys – would be in the vet and the bench be the difference and it was the wizards were too much posse and this team what you're seeing from them ray with the development of Otto porter they've got sessions they've got seraphin everybody contributing watch out because the wizards can beat the nets or hawks and they can have a great battle for the Cavs or bulls so watch out for john wall and bradley beal because they're coming yeah we we thought this is what we thought going into the season, that Toronto was a yes. playoff team but not really more than a first-round team and that the Wizards coming off their play last year could potentially go to the Eastern Conference semis at least 
And then, you know, maybe the finals, depending on, you know, we, we all thought that Cleveland and, and uh, Chicago were on a collision course for each other. And the season got us caught up in the moment a little bit. Washington underperformed and Toronto overperformed. But I think you're right. Ultimately, I think this says more about the fact that Toronto has to blow up that team. That team is is good, and they have some players, and they're regular season-type players. Um, but ultimately, they can't score. Oh, they can't yeah, score. It's hard to watch them sometimes. It's a tough, tough matchup when you know your best three players are DeRozan, Lowry, and Williams, and they're inconsistent in the playoffs. You need some more help up front. So yeah, that team's going to get blown up. Back to the Wizards, though. Kudos to them. Should have been a two or a three seed if they hadn't had that swoon starting in about March or so. A lot of injuries, though. Bradley Beal and then they were yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. But but you're right, though. Not many teams, in fact, no teams in the NBA, even even the elite teams we're talking about, have a Nene Gortat in the front court and have a Pearson Porter at the at the wing. And have yeah. Bradley Beal and John Wall in the backcourt. And like you said, some depth with Seraphin and some depth at the – you know, they have – And the old man Gooden. How old man River Gooden, oh man, playing. How many teams has you been got 11, 12? Oh, uh, Gooden is like – you know who he reminds me of? This is going to take you back. Clarence Weatherspoon, Spoonie D? No, no, no. My man with the, with the bald head and the headband, Chris Gatlin. Remember Chris Gatlin? They played everywhere. Wow. That's what he reminds me of. Just the, not offensively, but just the, all the teams, the clutch play off the bench and just doing whatever a team needs. That's, that's what was Gatlin. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the Hawks better watch out because the, I could honestly say that oh, yes. the Wizards yes, could win it. in five or yes. six if they had to. And, and, look, I'm not saying they will, but, but this is the type of team. It's a bad matchup for Atlanta, I think. Well, let's talk about that, and we'll, you know, even though that's a Saturday game, we'll get back to the Rockets and Mavs. But I got to be honest, we both said in the first two games that the Nets could have won and beaten the Hawks. I think the Hawks looked very regular and average in Brooklyn, and I think tonight you're going to see the Nets tie this series up. And God forbid if Darren Williams ever wakes up and could give you just 15 and seven. Not, nothing crazy, just 15 and 7. The way Lopez, Joe Johnson, Jack, uh, Thaddeus Young, the way these other guys are playing, uh, even Plumley, I think the Nets can win this in 7. And I predicted 7, but the Hawks, but I, I wanted to pick the Nets. I just, you know, the way Williams has been playing, I just didn't trust it. But, Ray, the Hawks are not looking too good. What do you think about the Nets tying it up tonight with that one? I don't think so. I think the Hawks take care of business. Ooh. I think this is the scare they needed. I think ultimately they, they, to a man, think that they're the better team. And while they may not be better at every position, they're consistently good. They're they're top six or seven, and they've played consistently. They shot all horrible. Year. They did. Would a Corver start out one for six or something? I mean, they they. they... Uh, That's yeah, yeah. K right there. He'll be all right. Kyle Corbett. Well, let's right. let us let us let us talk about something special because there was about to be a fourth sweep, and then the Dallas Mavericks said, "Not so fast. We don't care if we don't have Rondo. We don't care if we have Chandler Parsons. We've got heart. 
And I think it was beautiful to see. I think it will be over, what, tomorrow night or whatever. But the Mavs hold on 120, what, 121 to 109. And they played a good game. And, and the, the Dallas fans deserve it because they've been very loyal through lean seasons and through one championship and a bunch of, you know, close calls. But I think this series is definitely over. And I got to say, your boy Dwight Howard is belayed really well. I mean, better than I thought he would, you know, being that he didn't come back so quickly. Do you think this is going to be over in five, basically? I think so. I think the Mavs did all they could to win. I thought they'd win yeah. the series, but I thought once they lost that game uh, one and then the whole Rondo thing was just a disaster. Too much Harden, yeah. And I, didn't know that, <laughs> and I didn't know that Chandler Parsons was going to be out. You know what I mean? So yeah, not at that either. whole can't deal. can't predict that. Yeah, that whole deal, and and you're right. If if Dwight, remember two years ago. Now remember Dwight Howard is how old is Dwight Howard? Twenty eight, twenty nine. He's not thirty yet. Dwight no, Howard can still be a top seven or eight player in the NBA if he wants to. He be. could be whatever he so, wants to be. <laughs> exactly. So if He's James Harden plays up to his, as we both want him to win the MVP or think he deserves the MVP, so you've got a top five player, and then if Dwight wants to be a top, not only can Dwight be a top seven or eight player, but Dwight is so unique. In this NBA, there aren't centers anymore. They just don't exist. So Dwight Howard can imprint the game like nobody else still. And so this team can be scary. So when the Rocket and, and, and I know that they lost Beverly and Monte Yunus, and you know, they have yeah. some issues in terms of injuries as well. But this Hawks team, I mean, sorry, this um, Rocket. Rocket And Josh team, Smith, give him credit. He's been playing pretty decent, Josh Smith. There's a reason why Josh Smith signed a five-year, <laughs> $85 million contract with Detroit. Oh, yeah, it's all mental for the it. kid. All exactly. mental he didn't play for up kid. to it. But at Atlanta, he showed flashes of being a 6'9", just stat stuffer. If you play fantasy One of the most sport, versatile players in Josh the NBA, Smith basically. was your guy. So if he yeah. plays up to his potential, if Dwight Howard remembers that he was a top five player in the NBA <laughs> up until two years ago, and he's still hey, in his twenties, and James Harden, James Harden, do you want to see? Do you want to see Howard and Jordan go at it in the next round? That could be really fascinating. The Rockets Clippers could be one of the most fascinating seven game. Uh, semifinals in the West in a long time. I, I, I'm excited. So let's, let's talk about what? the other sweep. Let's sure. talk about the other sweep. Let's talk about LeBron. Look, Kevin Love, two weeks. I don't think Olenek did it on purpose, so I think Love is tripping. Two weeks at a minimum. Did you get? Did they give back the MRI results today? The no, dislocated I just shoulder? heard two weeks. I didn't hear any updates. Yeah. So I've been here. I mean, maybe they'll announce it later on tonight. But I mean, look, they win the series, one hundred one ninety three. Boston, like Milwaukee, you know, played great. They Boston just couldn't get a win, and we'll talk about Milwaukee getting at least one win. But the Cavs win. Josh Smith, Josh, uh, Jr. Smith, a bonehead. I, I, I don't know if the suspension came down yet. He'll probably get at least a game. I would think. I think he'll get three so, or four. I think the NBA oof. is tired of him. Yeah. I really. Do. Well, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Um, but either way, they're going to be ready for the Bulls, but I think it might be a lot to climb. If you don't have Love and JR for maybe two to three games, the Bulls have a great opportunity to steal one at home, and they could wind up being 2-1, you know, almost on the verge of 3-1 
when they're back in Chicago. I, it, it just it's not looking great. And honestly, if your boy LeBron can do this without his third and fourth probably best player on the roster, then to me he is truly the MVP and still the greatest. James Harden I mean, he already is. MVP trophy? Would James Harden <laughs> have to give him his MVP trophy and say, "Here, LeBron." It's really Put it like you're this. the most valuable player. <laughs> yes, he. You know, he's like, yo, I'm still Rakim, basically. I'm still Rakim. Okay, I I still move the crowd. So we say congrats to them. They get a sweep. The Warriors get their sweep. Not much to talk about with that. The Pelicans are like, look, Anthony Davis, we want to offer you the max immediately. <laughs> I love you're that. That was the first report that came be, out. Though? Is max someone oh, be five years for? $140 million. That's $28 million a year. And that's before the cap goes up. So Ray, he, wow. you know what's so funny? This kid, he's going to earn every penny of it. I mean, and you know, not in, not in society terms, but in basketball terms, yes, he deserves it all. So, look, Cavs move on, Warriors move on, Wizards all sweeps. The final series we haven't spoken about, and this was a lot of fun, how about the Milwaukee Bucks getting a game? Ray, Jason Kidd calling that timeout, to me, was the perfect example of why a point guard can transition to being a coach and be successful right away, and maybe even other positions that are very savvy, and why I would like Kevin Ollie to maybe be the coach of the Thunder. Jason Kidd, that was an incredible call, gave them time, and then, you know, the, the defensive lap so Jared Bayless could get free and hit that shot. How clutch was that? That was a great you, – you had to feel like you were a Buck fan for that moment, if nothing else. You know, it's really exciting to see a team that really shouldn't win a game. They're ahead of the curve, ahead of the pace, yeah. Yeah, because they're, you, you took two of their top three players away. You know, and Jabari Parker and Larry Sanders. And you gave them a new head coach, and you traded their point guard midseason. And they really are a great young defensive team trying to find their identity on offense. And that's why, like you said, you have the the, the ornery one, Jason Kidd. He's a little ornery himself, you know. Yeah. He, (laughs) you know, rubs the people a little bit the wrong way as he left New Jersey. But he's – New Jersey, I keep saying New Jersey. As he left Brooklyn (laughs) – but you know what? You're right. And he not only kind of is that crafty guy, but he seems like he's young enough where the players still remember him. And and he oh, is kind of a Bucks a Bucks type of player and coach, right? Even though he didn't play there, but he's just got that crafty savvy. He's not the fastest. He's not the doesn't have the best shot, doesn't have the best, you know, physical He will always have that cachet, Ray, in the locker room. He'll always have that cachet because he he just retired and he was nasty. Yes, and on on the internet, wasn't he the guy, he was the guy, right, on the international scene where everybody kept saying, Jason Kidd doesn't lose. That guy, he may not even be, you know, a starter anymore. He may not even play the most minutes, but he is always a leader and he's always a winner. His teams always win. And so this guy, great pickup by great pickup by the Bucks picking Jason Kidd out of a, you know, out of a crowd. Larry Drew got a short end of the stick a little bit, but Jason Kidd, 
man. Uh, you know, he earned his keep this year. Got him to the playoffs. Got him to win a game. You know, they're probably and he'll grow win. as a coach. He's only going to get better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They play. They play again. Uh, they play again tonight, and they'll probably close them out tonight in Chicago at eight o'clock. But kudos, kudos. Well, we got to talk about in that game, though. I mean, to me, I. I got to tell you, this Bulls team, and I, I kind of, you know, was jabbing at you a little bit because my picks are looking good, Bulls and Clippers, way back from our NBA preview show, which you could hear on RayandTayToday.com. Well, and I'm going to tell you. Cavs and Clippers. I Cavs and Clippers. Don't get yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, we both were, you know, listen, listen, listen. We're both right there, but I'm telling you, I, I don't know the date if this Miracek kid is coming back, but Jimmy Butler to me, when I tell you, and we talked about it on last show, if he could wind up, I don't think the Bulls would be able to keep him, but if he could wind up in Milwaukee or New York, I think Jimmy Butler, what's so crazy, Ray, is that, is this his third seat? He's only going to get better, first of all. Yeah, sure. And the savvy that this kid has, his defense, it's fascinating to see a Draymond Green and a Jimmy Butler, these guys, and Kawhi Leonard, who weren't touted in the NBA draft as being these amazing players, but they played in college in America for a couple of years and they have all turned into two way players. And you just love to see that. I, that that's what I love to see because you know, you can't ever measure a guy's heart and most players in the NBA, if they're really working on the game between the off season of year one and two, and sometimes between two and three, they make these great, you know, games and they add to their game. And those three gentlemen, uh, you know, we, we just can only applaud them. And I think it's fantastic to see. So tonight, who's, who's, uh, Milwaukee is playing tonight. So Chicago will close out. And then we have, uh, what's yeah, the I got to think Chicago is going to win that game. Well, we've got three games tonight. We've got the, uh, um, of the Hawks. Yeah, but you took the Hawks. The Hawks. Game, I got the and, Nets, and we got the Memphis Portland game. Yes, okay, so that's the only series we haven't spoken about. I, I think they're going to sweep it and close it out. It's unfortunate. Batum's back, but and follows back, but Portland just they just don't seem to have enough. And um, you know, Memphis they're starting to get healthier, and they're looking better. I think they're gonna they are going to give the Warriors trouble only in the sense that they are not going to let the Warriors get these easy hoops that other teams have. They're so physical. And this is where you want to see, can the Warriors sort of match up? Because they're not going to have these sweet, wide-open jumpers. You know what I mean? So that's going to be fascinating. And the only way Grizzlies can win that series is if Jeff Green can score at least 18 a game. He's got to be offensive. So tonight, tonight might be the last time we see LaMarcus Aldridge in the Blazers jersey, Ray. Is that is that very uh, possible? I think it's you think? very possible because very possible they lose tonight. Although they might, you know, win one for the home team and you know uh, extend this series one game. But I, you know, pretty much he's not returning to Portland. I, I don't think so. I think that becomes Dame Lillard's team, and Lamarcus comes east and he plays with one of these East Coast teams. So yeah. we have. I mean, we, look. We talked about the NBA playoffs. Let's transition really quickly to hockey, oh, yeah. where the series are actually more, much more competitive. And so we've got, you know, we've got the Minnesota Wild. 
they beat yeah the Minnesota Wild beat the St. Louis Blues. They're going to go up in the next round against Chicago. They beat Nashville four to two. So those were two competitive series. Uh, you had one blowout in Anaheim, sweeping Winnipeg, and then Calgary beating Vancouver. So the West is set. Now the East is where it was a little bit. Uh, we got the most interesting series right now. We got the Islanders. Two game sevens. Yeah, we got the Islanders. And the Caps, in a Game 7, and we were talking about this off-air, the last time those two played a Game 7 was 1987, the number. Wow. Another talking, summer. Summer. <laughs> You're talking Mike and Bossy days, Dennis Pot- Potvan? That's the end of that Islander era, and that was the four-overtime game, the longest game in NHL history, seven games. I remember seven. that. Wow, four overtime. We might have watched. You know what's so funny? We might have watched that together. I can't remember. But I remember. That... Oh, you know, I remember <laughs> listening to it on the radio because it got really, mm. really late. It was, you know, mm. one, two in the morning, and it was in April, so wow. we, we had school and everything. But I was listening to that one yeah. on the radio. But uh, but yeah, so, so we got the Islanders. And don't forget the Red Wings. Seven. Right, Red Wings and Lightning, Ray. Might be the last game at the Nassau, you know, we might, may or may not have seen the last game at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. So well, let's hope we in, didn't. Yeah, because they're did, going right? to Brooklyn to join the Nets. They'll be at the Barclays yes. Center next year. I, I, I got a funny feeling. But you want them to go out with a bang and play the Rangers in the next round. The Rangers yes, take care yes. of Pittsburgh. They're going to win this, baby. It's going to be for New York. They're going to win it. I'm going Islanders all the way. Okay. I'm going Islanders and I'm going Red Wings because, listen, the Lightning, they, they've played well in this series. Look, they, they fought, you know, fought really hard. I, I just think the Red Wings have not played their best hockey. And because they're at home, I think they'll be able to hold off and, and beat the Lightning, probably like 4-2. Right, but they're going to hit Carey Price and Montreal in the next round. They took care of Ottawa 4-2. Yeah. yeah, Montreal so. tough. That's Ottawa was scrappy though. It was a good. Uh, they they fought in that series as best they could, you know. Yeah, I still so. want to see the Islanders and Rangers starting. Mid-season. Oh, how could you not? How could you not? Not even just as New Yorkers. I think it's it's a great story for uh, hockey history fans because these teams have never really been. It's been forever since they were good at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like. It just, it's really never really happened since, you know, our time. I mean, you know, you would always have the Devils be good with the Rangers, like when, even in 94, but that's when Islanders were horrible. You know what I mean? So this is going to be, um, it could be a classic series. But the Rangers have potential, like you predicted, they really have potential to uh, win the whole Stanley Cup. This is a good Ranger team. So we'll see how that goes. Ray, <clears throat> let's transition as we have a quick show, and, and Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to talk sleepers, Ray and Tay's first-round mock draft picks. We'll talk about the, the, not just the top two quarterbacks, where the next four we're going to go, uh, from Grayson to Petty, all those guys, Hunley and Mannion, we'll give them teams. We'll talk sleepers. We'll talk some of our top five thoughts on just draft notes and tidbits. Ray and Tay will break down some of your favorite teams, their needs. It'll be fun. But let's talk about a-Rod. I think this is fascinating. The best team in baseball is still the Mets. You know, Dodgers and other teams are doing good. Now the Tampa Bay's killing it in the AL East. It's just so ironic. Everybody's switching and rotating. But the Yankees take two out of three in the Subway Series. They win Sunday Night Baseball. And to me, A-Rod is actually the best player on the Yankees. They're not acknowledging 
his home Crazy. runs, his his existence, his record, because it's all about legal and they don't want to pay him. But this guy is one home run away. He's got 659. He's one home run away from Willie Mays, one of the greatest players and Mets, you know, some people feel the best all-around baseball player of all time. And it's hard because we know what A-Rod did, you know, but he, he still has the numbers. Like, it's such a – baseball has become such a weird historical game that you don't even know how to feel or root when these records are happening it's because exactly they've been tainted. Right. It's exactly right. Yeah. You know, usually – you have strong feelings in sports one way or another, and I just have such mixed feelings. I'm a Yankee fan, so obviously I want the Yankees to win. But knowing what we know about A-Rod, we, I don't even know how to put this in perspective. But I'm not happy. You know, I'm not excited. Oh, wow, A-Rod's almost at 660, going to pass Willie Mays and be the fourth most prolific home run hitter in Major League Baseball history. I just I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, may, maybe as he passes him, and as he starts hitting more towards 700, I don't know. Maybe my opinion will change or solidify, but I don't know what to feel. But real, really quickly, though, base, big baseball news. Josh Hamilton getting traded back to Texas, where what? it all began. Well, actually, it began oh. in Cincinnati. But, but getting traded back to the Rangers, and he left them in a little bit of a lurch, right? He wanted he dissed Texas as he left. And he kind of mailed it in the last month of the season when yeah, he was, was in weird. his last season. But he brought Texas to two straight World Series. So he and they have a the support system son. for him. Yeah, they have that's, a support system. He's a prodigal son. He's, he went great. through that relapse. He got a, I think he went through a divorce. There's a lot of things happening off the field for him. Um, yeah. Artie Moreno and the Angels are going to pick up something like $65 million of his $83 million left. So I think the uh, 69, maybe something like that. I think the Rangers are only paying 12, 15 million. So it's a very low wow. risk bet for them financially. And hey, the you other root big for the news, kid. Yeah, and the other big news that we need to acknowledge: Adam Wainwright yeah. expected to this. miss the rest of his season with uh, a, uh, an Achilles. You know, you know me with the Achilles. Uh, that touches my heart. Yeah, but yeah, personal, Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Possibly the best pitcher, or at least the most consistent pitcher in baseball, maybe over the last Cardinals. six or seven years, is out. So, but you know, those Ray, are big names right there: Hamilton, that's, Wainwright, A. Rod. That's A-Rod. really sad, and and it's you know you hate to just hear that. It's uh, uh and if the, and yet the Cardinals might still find a way to win the NL Central, but that opens it up for the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds. Um, definitely opens it up for them because he's definitely a, a great uh, pitcher, you know. Well, look, we had a great show. It was a short but sweet, a quick one. Obviously, you know, we'll we'll talk a lot of baseball. We'll be back Wednesday, NFL Draft. Friday, we'll pick up some MLB stuff and and really, you know, talk Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. We'll, you know, Pac-Man. recap the, the re- recap the first round on Friday. Friday will be a busy show, but Wednesday night, Ray and Tay today, 9 p.m. Eastern, giving you the NFL Draft 2015 preview show. So. Hey, it's been fun. Enjoy some hoops tonight and Hockey Game 7s. Thanks for listening. Yeah, have a great sports week. We'll see you Wednesday and Friday.